It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Helen Marshall. Helen, welcome to the show. Welcome to Become Your Own Superhero. Thanks, Laban. It's very cool to be here. And thanks to our mutual friend, Tracy McBeath, for putting us in touch. Massive shout out, Tracy McBeath, health coach extraordinaire and biohacker, amongst other things. I know you two have a, uh, an extraordinary uh, history together, um, although not that long, I don't think. Yeah, a recent history, like probably the last 18 months or so. Um, yeah, we've been guests on each other's podcasts a couple of times and I was part of Tracy's um, low-carb lifestyle long weekend. And then most recently her gorgeous husband, Jim, has become one of my uh, prime alternative producers. He was our first ever male. So we've got great history. <laughs> Well, uh, let's jump straight into this, shall we? Because primal alternative is something that that people need to know about, right? So in your little elevator pitch, tell us all about primal alternative. Cool. Well, essentially with primal alternative, we make grain-free easy. So like yourself, you've had great uh, health benefits from ditching grains and gluten because obviously all, all grains are full of gluten and um, well most of them are and um, sometimes it can be really hard to stick to um, if you can't have things like bread and pizzas or you know a cookie with your cup of tea or wraps to put in the kids lunch boxes um, or yeah granola like I think trying to find a really healthy um, grain-free cereal is is pretty tough unless you just want to eat a bowl of nuts for breakfast, which is pretty boring. Um, so yeah, so we've we've kind of created a primal alternative um, to everything that people love, all the sort of main food triggers like pizza. Um, I think the only thing we haven't got covered is ice cream, but um, but that's okay because that's quite hard to uh, to have a good shelf life on and, and work out how to get that around. But the, the key point of difference for Primal Alternative is that um, it's not made in a factory. So Primal Alternative is homemade uh, by health and wellness enthusiasts like you and I from their home. So when COVID hit, I like, obviously, we all went, shit, what's going to happen? And we all kind of freaked out initially. But we were really well placed. It's almost like this business model um was was made for these times and and I'm sure as we get more into the conversation you know the the business model wasn't really something that I just sort of sat down and brainstormed and said right I want to start a food business like I've never been in the food industry before um but it was more of like a guided sort of uh intuitive inspired download from the universe and really it was and when it all happened I was like well of course this is well placed you know because the producers can um work from home, 
they're safely isolated, they can trade contactlessly, and they can deliver um, contactlessly as well. So a really cool business model, really set up for people like you and I who have had this amazing health transformation and you want to get out and OMG, tell everybody, but you maybe don't want to create your own brand or you don't have the confidence to go out there and do it yourself. So this is kind of a collaborative community that's coming together to build this brand that's now international. Um, Yeah. So that's it. That's Primal Alternative. Well, I mean, congratulations firstly on like an extraordinary achievement. I mean, even just Taking taking out what the actual product is, creating a, biz, a business and getting it up running and, and making it successful is just a wonderful achievement. And with my own relatively recent venture into entrepreneurship, I can totally empathise with the amount of blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into it. So you know, well done to you. The Thank you. I want to I want to go back to the genesis because you and I have spoken offline with regards to some of my health journey and people have that have listened to the podcast have heard many times about my background, but I want to know more about where this passion for wanting to improve your own health and other people's came from. Yeah, well, it was a crisis, to be honest. I was um, a victim of the food pyramid, pretty much like all of us are. And, you know, I'd, I'd worked in the health and fitness industry from the age of 14, teaching aerobics, working in gyms, and really preaching the um, – you have, to, you have to think before you say it because it's so con, con, it's so counter what we talk about now. So it was low fat, high carbohydrate um, was what we were you know, recommending people ate uh, back in the day. Uh, so, yeah, so I got on that bandwagon at the age of 14 and wouldn't as much touch an avocado or have salad dressing that had olive oil in it because of the fat content which when I think back, you know, very key years in terms of, um, you know, uh, growth through adolescence to not have any fat in the diet. I'm pretty lucky that I've, you know, managed to have two kids down the track because those are key years for maturity into a woman. And so it's quite sad sort of when you think back, not just for that, but also for, you know, all those tasteless salads that you were just like chewing down and not being able to get any of the nourishment from because you didn't have the fat to be able to absorb the nutrients from all of that spinach that you was basically just fiber, just straight in and straight out. So I went on to have my two kids and by the age of 38, um, I just felt I was um, nauseous all the time, just felt sick, chronic nausea. So just that queasy feeling all the time. So I didn't fly anywhere for 10 years. It was like a slow burn. Um, didn't fly anywhere for 10 years, just thought I'd lost my confidence now that I'd got older. But, you know, before that, I'd traveled the world. Um, I used to obsess about the kids getting sick. So it really, my gut health really affected my mental health. Um, and I just would obsess. You know, I'm a upbeat, positive person, but I just would obsess about the kids getting sick. And if, some, if someone talked about gastro going around, that was it. I was just worrying about it all the time. And I was conscious that I was worrying about it all the time. I was like, come on, you know, I've read Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. I was like, come on, affirmations, affirmations. We can push past this, but it, you can't. And anyone who's had mental health issues will know there's like this vortex sucks you down and you can't, you just can't just snap out of it. Do you know what I mean? And um, in the sort of dark night of my soul, I was just having a chat to my husband about everything and, obsessing about drug dealers in town and just stu- stupid things. He's like, oh, what are you worrying about all this for? I just want you to be better girl. And 
um, I just kind of blurted out. It was it was one of my big intuitive hits that um, I need to go gluten free. So I went gluten free, and I know you've had amazing um, responses from that. And once you start, you Google what can I eat gluten free, then you go off down the rabbit hole. Yours was keto carnivore, mine was paleo primal. So we're going back about seven years. Um, wasn't long before I found Mark Sisson of the Primal Blueprint. He absolutely transformed my life. I owe my life to him and really just changed what I was eating from uh, a lot of grainy carbs to plants and animals. So mostly plants with some quality, um, you know, grass-fed, wild-caught protein and, you know, stopped sort of smashing myself in the gym and just went for more sort of functional workouts, um, walks on the beach, moving frequently at a slow pace, lifting heavy things and getting a lot of rest, um, not being afraid of the sun anymore. So I'll usually lie in the sun every day for like, I don't know, 10 to 20 minutes, weather permitting. And, yeah, just really getting more of that connection back to everything and everyone. And it was all transformative and sort of within three to five weeks, um, yeah, my nausea went away. And then it just sort of, it just goes and goes and goes, doesn't it? And even, you know, like seven years later, I finally, so um, heartburn or reflux, I know you were a sufferer as well. That was the one thing I couldn't quite get rid of. It was still always there and it would come back if I'd had, you know, maybe too many glasses of red wine or I was a bit tired or I'd had too many fats. And um, yeah, so so con- I think it's a continual work in progress. I was working with a nutritionist. She suggested low FODMAP. I've never tried low FODMAP in all this time. Did low FODMAP for like five weeks. Cured my good. And I was like, oh my God, how does it feel that first time when you don't get that reflux feeling? It's it's such, it's so it's so liberating. And so I just think that's the ne- that's my most recent next level of um of healing. And it just it it just keeps going. And I think, you know, I'm 45 now and I feel better and I look better than I did when I was 35. So bring it on. <laughs> it's it's an oh my good moment when you get rid of that. Oh my good. I like that one. That's good. <laughs> I, like I can detect a, a northern accent, a deep-rooted northern accent in there somewhere, Helen. Mm-hmm. I was, I was mm-hmm. maybe thinking Leicester, Leicestershire or around about there. No, so originally from the northeast and near Newcastle, but then I went to uni in Leeds, so I ah. picked up the Yorkshire accent didn't put it back down. Really? And then, you know, I've been in Australia for 17 years, married to a Kiwi. Am I hearing a bit of Kiwi in your accent? Oh, don't be a dick about it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> choice, choice, church. I've been here so. nearly 20 years in December, actually. So uh, uh, yeah. I totally empathize with that. And you've done well marrying a New Zealander. Oh, he's a good man. They're good men, those Kiwi boys. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, what a great story, Helen. And, and I, I love sharing this. Because not everyone that watches this has, goes down the hardcore like carnivore pure elimination protocol, right? And and like even this promotional video that that uh, Tracy Nile and I are involved with with Organuary. There's I don't know if you saw the footage of me taking a big hunk out of some raw uh, lamb liver, right? And and it's probably more for effect than anything else. But um, that wasn't too terrifying for me. But for people that are just starting to figure out their health, I think. The, the, the smoother transition offering that the primal alternative really can offer is so important. Um, 
and talking to people, some like I chatted to a guy in a kebab shop the other day. We didn't buy anything from there, but I said, uh, "Are these gluten free?" He said, "What's a gluten? What's, yeah. what's yeah. a gluten?" And he was he yeah. was massive, no clue, right? And um, and it's just so important. So, uh, I suppose for people that want to know more about, you know, where can they find this stuff? How can they be involved? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and I think that what might be a, an interesting point to just add there, because your show is all about becoming your own superhero, um, that, you know, part of my health transformation, like that was great, right? You know, sorting out all those health issues, but that was just the start. And it's been the same, you know, you've given me your overview of your life since you discovered real food. And it, I think it starts with food, but then the magic happens after that, right? Once you become a clear channel, like you've got rid of all of that brain fog, all of that chronic pain. You know, I was up in the night every night popping Nurofen because I was in so much pain from all the inflammation to then be able to go back to sleep again. And now I know that was just like feeding the problem and, and you know, problems in the gut, you know, Nurofen's just basically annihilates your gut. Um, so once you get all of that sorted, <laughs> sorted, then the good stuff happens. So what happened was, you know, I, I, trained to be a health coach with Mark Sisson's Primal Health Coaching because I just was like, oh, my God, like you said, what's a gluten? The people out there, we're in this bubble, right, uh, but in the real world, and it's literally just one step outside of your door, you know, the kids are just eating processed garbage with just ridiculous amounts of uh, glyphosate in it and the, the, there's a real problem with all the plastic packaging, all of the waste, um, all of the preservatives, additives, it just, it's its terrible, right? And and we think that we're in this amazing bubble. So I knew, like when I had my health transformation, people were holding onto my arm in the street and saying, holy Christ, Helen, like, how did you do it? Because I've felt sick for five years and I'm on anti-nausea tablets from the doctor. What can I eat? So that was my first step, right? To help other women. It was, I had a real passion around working with women to help them with their health journey. But what I found, what I found was people were just falling off the wagon a lot. You know, like they'd feel really good uh, Monday to Friday, they'd stick to it. But then they'd be like, oh, my God, like there's so much prep work. You've got to make bone broth and ferment vegetables and make friends with your farmer. You know, you can't just get stuff from Coles anymore. You've got to make sure the animals had a good life and being slaughtered up, you know, um, ethically and uh, Mitch's had grass, nothing else to eat. And, you know, it, there's a lot to do. And, and people like you and I, you know, you and I, we're fanatical. We, we, this is our life, right? But for a lot of people, this is just a, the way that they eat and they've got proper jobs like teachers or engineers or carpenters <laughs> or whatever, you know, they don't have the time to do all of this food prep. So, um, you know, and I was hearing it from my health coaching clients all the time. I miss bread. I was doing really well. And then I just ran out of energy. So I ordered a pizza and then I thought, well, I've ruined it now. I'll just finish the bottle of wine and find that ice cream at the bottom of the freezer and eat all of that as well, you know? So that's why, like, so one day I was just sort of sat, sat there and I was doing a bit of um, personal development work with a coach because I was like, if I feel this good, what else is possible? Like what else? Now I've got all this energy, you know, what am I going to do? And she was asking me really stupid questions like, how do you want your, how do you want to go through your day feeling? And um, what energizes you and what drains you? And 
what are your core values? And I was like, who's got time for these stupid questions, you know? But um, but I did the work because I'm a good student. And then once I'd done that work and worked out what my values were, how I wanted to feel, basically, you know, put in a message out to the universe, this is what I want my life to look like. I was just sat there one day. It was a Tuesday in August 2016. And I sat at the kitchen table. And, you know, just in that period between like one thought and the next thought, it's a little nanosecond, right? Just this idea dropped in and it was like, you need to share this um, baking business because I was baking from home myself, right? And selling to farmers markets and friends and stuff and helping people stay on track. You have to share this business model with other people who want to work from home or around their kids. Um, and you know, and you kind of go, oh, me, I have to do that. And um, yeah, so so it's been like this real journey of facing my beliefs, you know, around what a woman from the northeast of England who's in her 40s can achieve, who doesn't have the perfect Elle McPherson body, you know, who's going to take me seriously? I haven't got any, you know, nutrition qualifications. I haven't got any catering or like food business qualifications. When I started my business, I was totally illegal. I didn't know you needed a food business registration to sell to the public, you know? So it's, it's been like just this, I think that it's really important on any journey to be able to see, you know, the first couple of steps, All right? Okay. This is what I've got to do to get this off the off the ground. But there's no way you're going to be able to project into the future and know every single thing you've got to do. And if you did, you'd, you'd shit your pants and you wouldn't do it, right? Because there's yeah. so much to do. Oh, but COVID. just knowing that first oh, steps. <laughs> yeah, like, nah, someone else can do it. And I reckon if I hadn't done it, like this was an idea that had to, that, to be born, you know? And if I didn't do it, somebody else would be doing it. It's a really important part of the story i didn't mean to accidentally gloss over that <laughs> uh it's funny it's funny like the the thing that strikes me about uh what you were saying helen was that those moments of clarity like the when you start mm. to get healthy because i like i've been very vocal and very public with my journey through addiction and i truly feel that it's been like if someone said to me, what would you change about the last five years, which has sort of been the life cycle of the major part of it, right, is that I wish I knew about the nutrition earlier because I reckon it would have expediated the healing process. And that, yeah. and those light bulb moments, the the business ideas, the vitality, the the happiness, the wellness that you exude that allows you to attract higher caliber individuals into your life and, and levels you up all ties in with with everything that the show is all about and and not just that the the diet part of it as well so i really love that because i truly feel helen that for the last two and a bit years have been more productive for me than the previous 38 and i know that's a really grandiose sort of statement but i and i can hear it coming through in you as well would you agree with that sentiment yeah no absolutely Levin. you know um I, before, sort of like pre-life, pre, you know, in the carb land, uh, I just felt busy all the time. I was so busy, but I, it was unfulfilling and not very productive. You know, I was like kind of bogged down. And I can look back now and say, well, that's because I didn't know what my values were. And I was spending a lot of time on low priority activities that make you resentful. You're like that. 
oh, you haven't picked up after you and, oh, here I am doing dinner again and it's up to me, is it, to do all this? You know, and you get a bit like that, right? Because you're, you're doing your low priority activities. Whereas now, you know, and we, we were scraping by my gorgeous Kiwi, chunk, uh, my, my gorgeous Kiwi husband is a chippy, you know, and that's great, but it's a tradey, uh, tradey wedge, isn't huge. We were scrimping by, you know, basically week to week. Uh, we get to the end of the week. It's like, well, I've got $11 left. Am I going to buy some eggs or am I going to buy him some beer? Luckily, I got him some beer and made the right choice because he <laughs> likes his beer on a Friday. Um, but um, and we're still married, which is good. But, um, but yeah, I think that, um, yeah, it's really, um, I've just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I think I was thinking about beer on a Friday. <laughs> Where was I, Levin? You're just talking about the, uh, like, scrimping through life and then now things yes. seem like they're starting to turn around. Thank you. Yeah, so I felt really busy, whereas now, you know, our the Primal Alternative business is a very successful, high turnover business. Um, I never feel busy. Like, I'm so busy compared to you know, ever in my life and so productive, but there's so much kind of like what I call white space around activities. You know, I'm not racing from one thing to the other, which I used to before. And that's because I've really got clear on, you know, what my zone of genius is, the things I'm good at that I can get up every day and just have endless energy for. So like interviewing uh, like this, interviewing people for my podcast, interviewing potential producers for the primal alternative business um, and working on just some more creative ideas around how we're going to drive the business forward, how we're going to get primal alternative in the bowls of influencers who are going to share us on social media because things like that that I do uh, benefit everybody's business, right? So two of the key um, achievements that I've made is to collaborate with Chef Pete Evans um, so we do a couple of products with Pete and I know Pete's got a much bigger plan now, but this was more when he was, uh, in the chef, in the chef in world. And it was all about the food, but to have Pete Evans, who for me is kind of like the king of paleo in Australia to, uh, endorse our brand and take us from just a grassroots, um, positioning to, something that everybody, it's a well-known brand now. A lot of people in, in the paleo primal world, low-carb world have heard of it. And the same with a collaboration with Joe Witten from Quirky Cooking. And I think that the thing I love about this, this um, community is that we, we all support each other. Um, we lift each other up. We mention each other to each other. And it's, it's all grown through collaboration, which is community is like at the heart of this, this sort of way of life in a way that I've never known it before, like out there, uh, outside of the bubble, it's a really competitive cutthroat uh, world. You know, I've worked in corporate and it can be pretty ruthless. Whereas in this world, everybody's got this, this higher vision of wanting to help others. And I think that when you're on track and you're feeling amazing and you've reached a point of self-transcendence where it's not all about fixing you because you're broken, you fixed you, you get to that self-transcendence stage where you're like, and now I want to help other people. And I think when you're part of that community and part of that vibe, it's just such a cool place to be, isn't it? It's just like endless energy for, um, for your work. 
Well, there's a great quote that I've said many times on this podcast, and I won't apologize for people that have listened to every episode. <laughs> Not again. It's from a guy <laughs> called Zig Ziglar, and you might have heard this, Helen. He says, you can get whatever you want in this life as long as you help enough other people get what they want. Oh, I like it. Yeah, and, and uh, Zig, Zig's dead now, but I had the pleasure of interviewing his son on the podcast earlier this year. Wow. And, uh, he, Zig was a motivational speaker and a sales coach and um, one of the most revered of his time, just known for ethics, like he just never strayed. And and I just, I've been incorporating that mindset for the last year or so and it's just brought the most wonderful abundance into my life and I, and you know, that that love and abundance mindset, even when, you know, with this Organuary thing with Niall and Tracy, it, we always, we come from a place of, you know, love and abundance. We even say it out loud because of the law of reciprocity and how wonderful this whole community is. And it's like you say, it's because people are healthy and this is how we've evolved to be. We're not evolved to be yes. grumpy, you know, fear and scarcity minded individuals. You know, you look at all the low-carb down-under people when they do their talks, like no one's grumpy. They're all in great moods. It's because their body's functioning how it's supposed to. And, and you know, the fact that you're not being burnt out creating this amazing business is because you're doing what you love, presumably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and I think it's doing what you love but also allowing other parts of the business that you don't love you can outsource those to somebody else. And I know it takes a while, you know, in the beginning you are doing everything. And I do think it is good to do everything, you know, like your own social media advertising, like your own mail um, mailing list um, and your own leads and lead generation and all that kind of thing. It is good to do it all so you've got an idea of how it works. But then if you, I'm finding like this is giving me complete brain fog. I've been sat at the computer for four hours. How much of my what, – what's my time worth versus – what I can outsource to a VA or a social media specialist or a bookkeeper or an accountant or whatever else it is that you need in your business. So I think it's really important as things grow to, there's a, a lot of people feel like, oh, I can't let go of that because somebody won't do it as good as I do it. And, and the, again, that just goes back to that scarcity mindset, like, oh, you know, oh, it's not, mm. I think you need to be able to trust and have the courage to let stuff go so that you can get on with what you're best at. Because if you're working outside of your zone of genius and the things that just come effortlessly to you that you don't need to be motivated to do, if you're outside of that zone, that's what brings you down. That's what makes you tired. So for me, you know, one of my core values is real food, surprisingly, right? Uh, but you might be surprised to hear, I don't want to cook real food every day because Every day doing that, feeding a family of four, it's a bit of a chore, you know. And I love my primal alternative products, but I don't want to, I don't have time to bake them anymore. You know, my, my day is spent here at the desk, not in the kitchen. So I outsource some of my meals to a cooking company called I Hate Cooking. They're brilliant. And they do, they do low carb, healthy fat meals. Um, and I also buy my primal alternative products from my local primalista, Amy, um, because my boys <laughs> like to be, they like to keep cooking. People are like, are you buying it? I'm like, that. yeah, why? You know, it, it, it makes good sense. And then, you know, the cookie jar is always full. I'm not like thinking at half eight at night, oh, I've got to, got to make some cookies, you know. Um, and I also outsource cleaning of my house, right? I love my house to be minimalist and clean, 
but I don't want to clean the toilets and mop the floors or change the sheets, but I want clean sheets every week. And so I get someone to help me with that. And that might sound, you know, like, oh, she's lucky for her, but I've worked out those are the things I value in my life because home is a, is a core value of mine versus traveling. I don't really like traveling. Like this is, I, COVID's been a blessing for me. I was coming to Melbourne all the time. See all you cool people in Melbourne. It takes me 15 hours to get there from here, you know? <laughs> wow. So um, I'd rather spend my money on the things that I value. And then that makes me feel like everything's running smoothly. It frees up my time. And I don't have this burnout because hell, we've all been there, right? Um, yeah, and I get to do more of what I love. And people say, oh, you must be so busy. Oh, you so, And I'm like, no, <laughs> don't do busy. <laughs> it's good. You're a woman after my own heart with the uh, outsourcing of the, the, the cleaning and all the other stuff as well. I, um, not quite in the position to do that yet, but it, trust me, Helen, it's first on the list. And, and one of the great um, examples of reciprocity, I, I took on some mentees from Melbourne University uh, earlier this year, and there's, there's one of the girls in particular who, uh, and we've been catching up once a week really for an hour and a half. It's been a really amazing learning experience to me, and I put an ad out to, to get a an unpaid intern to help me with my social media and a few other things. Now, I didn't originally ask her because it felt like I was sort of the boundaries of the relationship that we had. I didn't want to, you know, bastardize that, but she applied for it, and she has come on board as this, this you know, extraordinary intern who's far more capable than I ever thought possible and has whipped all of my thumbnails, like just does a whole bunch of amazing stuff that I have A, no clue about, B, no interest. And yeah. it's like, so it doesn't, you don't need to necessarily have to invest financially. If you're, you know, it's that great quote, you get what you want as long as you help buffing other people. You know, like she's getting huge value out of mentoring with this insane carnivore. And uh, it's a great win-win scenario where, you know, her and I are really tight as a result. It's amazing. Yeah, no, that that is really uh, a good point as well uh, that, you know, especially, you know, in the beginning when you're starting out your business and stuff, if, fi- you know, financial issues are a thing, then swaps are brilliant. Like so long as, and this is a really key point because um, women especially in business do a lot of sp- swaps even if the swap isn't really what they want you know so what you've got there is a really what I would call fair and equitable exchange you know you both feel like you're getting good value it's amazing um but it can happen when like I used to be a massage therapist when I had the kids were little and you know I'd swap things uh for massage and you'd be like oh I've got five people booked in this week and then you'd be like oh that's a swap that's a swap that's a swap that's a swap and energetically it feels really draining and from a like a universe point of view you're you're not valuing your work if you're just trading for something that you don't really want um like you know I don't know some plants from somebody's garden or something, you know, like it's something that you don't really want. You, you really devalue it. And I think that you're telling the universe that you don't want to be paid for what your work is. So there's a really fine line. Um, and now I'm a big, uh, have a big emphasis on trading with money so that the universe knows that, you know, this is, this is what I want. And I'm going to look after my money when it comes in 
because money is energy, right? You know, it's just an energy. You just got to let it flow. And I think as a, when you're on this health path as well, like you've already mentioned abundance, but you start to think, well, if I've got, (laughs) I've got this abundance of energy and this really good feeling and, you know, I'm just feeling amazing. You, you feel so part of nature, which is equally abundant. When you look at all the grains of sand on the beach and all the leaves on the walk and, it's just so, especially at this time of the year when everything's kind of been dormant and it's just gone, ta-da, you're like, yeah, that's right. There's so much out there. And when you start to feel like you're in the flow with that energy, then everything is yours. You can have anything you want, even though, you know, we've kind of been socialized to not think we can have what we want. You know, I remember um, one of my grand's favorite sayings was, I want never gets. So there's a lot of internal programming to do don't you reckon um around entrepreneurialism but one of the uh so throughout this whole progression helen like quitting the drinking and the gambling and the drugs and the sex and the philanthropy like and all the other stuff the the financial dysfunction was there as well growing up in an environment Mm -hmm. where i had no financial role models i had Mm -hmm. a relative the only financially successful relative was indicted for fraud for a huge fraud back in the 90s. And and so there was no role model. So I've now made an effort and and to surround myself with people that are doing really yes. well. And I've got some amazing people in my life now that I'm working with and it's starting to flow. Uh, I mean, COVID put a real ding in my ability to speak and get paid to speak, right? Um, but it's it's worked out beautifully with other things and created this amazing platform for me. So I'm very grateful for that. And it's starting to come and I've got this innate sense that everything's going to work out. So I don't worry about the financial side of things like I used to. And, yeah. and it's, you know, it's funny you say about like, you know, particularly women being more benevolent. I think there's two things that, that spring to mind is the, the importance that human beings, male, female, or whatever, need to set clear boundaries in place for themselves so that they are not giving too much, you know, em- emptying their cup and not being it filled up in return. And the second thing that really astounded me, Helen, was that this my my wonderful uh, intern has been applying for internships that that take payment to go work for free. I couldn't, and apparently it's common as mud. I could not believe it. It just blew my mind. Hey, come and get like this and pay us for the privilege. Sounds like a scam. It does sound like a scam, and I guess I guess what you're paying for is the experience. If you you know you're sort of starting out, and and that's what you're. I guess it's kind of like a work experiencing, but it doesn't sound fair. It doesn't sound fair and equi- equitable to me at all. So, so I think she's got a good deal with you. That sounds great. Well, here's the plan, right? Like uh, she's she's from Taiwan originally. She lives in Melbourne as well. Um, depending on what her longer term plans, the moment. The, the the business becomes in a position to be able to bring her on with paid employment. You bet your bottom dollar, uh, and and you know like, and she will like, I will give her as much opportunity as she wants. She's earned the right, and if she decides to to move overseas and and you know doesn't have the capacity to be involved, so be it. You know, but like that's that's my commitment to her, and I because I've got a very good memory for the people that. Um, had had faith and have faith in me and and my yeah. greater plan, you know. So, 
Um, it's really important that 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 financial reward is is given, you know, because the 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 things that I've been learning about abundance is that if I'm if I'm a rich motherfucker, guess how many people I can help? A lot. Oh my god, it's so true. And this is like being at the root of my. I do a lot of uh, work around my money blocks, and my favorite guru for that is an Aussie. A woman called Denise Duffields Thomas. She's amazing. She's written a book called Chillpreneur. Uh, and it's all about, you know, working out what you like, being able to do your best work and do it effortlessly from home without, you know, and having a multi-million dollar turn of a business. I'm like, what did you do? I want to know how you did it, you know? And really that's what she talks about. And, and it's so interesting to to uncover all these things. Like you said, your relative who was financially successful, got done for fraud. Therefore, in your mind, there's something around, oh, it's not safe for me to earn a lot of money because it's unsafe. You know, I'm going to end up in prison. It's not safe. And I think the key to my key point here is most of us are afraid of how successful we can be. It's so scary. What if people want money from us? What if um, we have to pay more taxes? Like that was a huge one for me last year. I like fully screwed up my taxes. And I got to the end of the year. I was like, yay, my business has had an amazing year. Then I got a call from my accountant saying, well, actually, you are 60 grand in tax that you haven't paid. Uh, And I was like, shit. And and, and then, but that's okay, you know, to then go, right, okay, that's okay. How am I going to resolve that this year? And to, and you know, we're to the final, I've got my final bass to pay this quarter and I've paid it all up front on time and the other is being taken care of. And I'm really like, it's safe for me to earn more money. It's safe for me to pay more tax because before that, you know, when we were uh, living on the, 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 the tradie wage, we were really just flying under the radar so that we could still get our government support. You know, it's all that like, you know, you, it, there's that real transition from getting those help, helpful handouts from the government to then standing on your own two feet and losing all of that. Like it's a real, it's a real tricky thing. But I think that I have got a lot of, um, oh, I had, and I'm still working on them. You think you've worked through them and then boom, they come and smack you back in the face again, right? Minute, but a lot yeah, of you might say. <laughs> That's it. Totally. And uh, I, yeah, I think that, you know, even, even when it comes to our health, you know, we, we, we're so, I've got a friend actually who works in addictions, but in a really different way that most people work in addictions. She believes we're not addicted to the high. She believes we're addicted to the low. So if, if you're on a health journey, you're feeling amazing. It's out of your comfort zone. You don't normally feel that amazing. You're like shit, what's going on? I need to have a drink and have a gamble have a shag with somebody I shouldn't be shagging and, and, and get a kebab on the way home. And oh, good. And now I feel like shit again. And that's my normal. That's the comfort zone, right? But the reality is it's not very comfortable in a comfort zone. It feels shit. So it's about giving ourselves permission to enjoy a higher level of existence in all areas. You just described many of my Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> The thing I love about that, Helen, is that how good I feel now trumps any feeling that I ever had with any of the external stimuli by a factor that I can't even tabulate or quantify. So that's yeah. that's why I'm so impassioned. I get the feeling that's why you're so impassioned. And I'm equally uh, conscious of how incredibly packed your schedule is today and that we're going to get you off this call in 
a couple of minutes. So before we wrap this up, is there anything that you'd like to finish on before we skedaddle out of here? Yeah, I guess uh, in conclusion, it sounds like the, the, the way this conversation's gone today, and I love to see how these conversations unravel and which direction they go in. It's, it's so much fun. But I think the key is, the, is connection, right? Um, because all of those, you know, we've all been there, binge drinking, drugs, um, sleeping with people we shouldn't be sleeping with, doing spending money, whether it's gambling or whether it's just throwing money away at, in the mall because you're looking for some kind of fulfillment that you don't have. All of that, and I know all of those feelings too, is disconnection. That's how you feel when you feel disconnected. And the, the, it's so clear when, when you're on the flip side and you feel connected, you feel connected to yourself, you feel connected to a higher purpose, like you were saying before, like you trust, you have that certainty that financially things are going to work out fine because you know you're so certain that you're on the right track. Of course, the financial aspect's going to follow. It's just, of course it is, you know. So that connection and, and the connection to the food that you're eating and to the planet and the universe, the whole community, all the things we've talked about, it's just that it's that's basically the difference. And so here's my segue. If you want to be part of the Primal Alternative community and get on board as a Primal Alternative producer or you want to check out our range, we've got low-carb, keto options um, as well. So head to primalalternative.com, follow me on social media, Primal Alternative. Boom. It'll be down in the, uh, in the, in the section below. Ladies and gentlemen, Helen Marshall. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.